Great. So this question, let's go back to what we heard here. How on earth did something so secret, so unremarkable, so out of the way with no powerful people, no big media campaign, how on earth did this become the greatest story ever told? How did that happen? I reckon there are three reasons, and I just want to go through them just briefly. Here's the first one. It became the greatest story ever told because it was all to do with something God was doing. It was God's story. That's why there's angels. The angels are kind of a sign that this is what God is doing. That's why there's glory, what the shepherds saw. That's what these kind of amazing things that happen. God was coming close. And Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, they, they knew that. That's why they were kind of a bit scared because they thought, whoa, this is, this is something that we've never seen before. God was coming close. Those wise men, in a way they could understand, because they were into the stars and looking into the stars, and in a way that they understood, they could see God was doing something. We thought about that on Sunday night, how that sometimes we have this strange kind of feeling as human beings that God is close. A God is close moment. Well, this is a God is close moment, kind of huge scale. So that's the first reason. It's the greatest story ever told because it's something God was doing. It's God's story. The second reason it's the greatest story ever told is because of who the story is about. It's about the baby, really, isn't it? It's about Jesus. And he didn't stay a baby, as we know. He grew up. And he grew up, he became a man, and he lived, and he did things that showed that those things that were promised by the angels, uh, told to his mother, told to the shepherds, that the wise men were looking for, all the way Jesus was, and all the things he did, the things he said, showed that those promises were true. That he was somebody very, very different. He brought people to God, and he brought God to people. In his healing, in his love, in his compassion, in the truth he spoke, in the way he died, and the way he rose again supremely. The greatest story was because it was about Jesus. And if you can find someone greater in history, have a go. But first look very carefully into Jesus and and look at the evidence. Find out about him. Get back to him. Or if you are like me with him, let's remember to stay close to him in this year that goes uh, forward. That's the second reason. The third reason it's the greatest story ever told is because the story hasn't ended yet. It's still going on. It's still happening. Now Mary, when she saw it, we didn't have it quite in the reading, but... uh, Later on in Luke's gospel, a few verses later, remember Mary went to see her cousin Elizabeth, who was a very old lady and was six months pregnant, and that was the kind of sign. And Mary, uh, when her, the, what the angel has been, had told her is confirmed, she bursts into praise and she says, From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary saw that this was, gonna, this was a story that was going on from generation to generation to generation. The story goes on. God coming, God being with us, it continues. And Jesus promises followers that he would be with them always. And that's something that is stronger. His presence is stronger than anything else. His help 
can be stronger than any other help we can get. I don't know. I, I have to uh, slightly guilty confession. I occasionally click into songs of praise. Anyone watch songs of praise on the BBC? Uh, it's a very popular show, apparently, especially with people of, uh, maybe above a certain age. But anyway, I, I happened to, I happened upon it. Did you see it last week? Did you see Cliff, Cliff Richard uh, was on Songs of Praise being interviewed? Now, he talked about his faith, and he's had a really terrible, terrible time. I don't need to go into it, but we know what's happened to him. And the uh, interviewer, who's that young guy from a boy band whose name I can't remember, a regular presenter of Songs of Praise, but all of those of you who know who he is probably don't watch the program, so what's the good of that? But anyway, the young guy who used to be in a boy band um, who was interviewed, he's become a Christian, he was interviewing Cliff about his faith and about what he'd been through. And, and, and Cliff says a, a very interesting thing. He said, yeah, it was, uh, this was the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone. It's been absolutely terrible. Um, I've been on the floor in pieces. He said similar stuff on the Jonathan Ross show. It's quite interesting. Uh, and when he didn't really talk about his faith so much. But here he said, and the presenter said to him, well, so what did you do? He said, you know, did, did you, were you angry at God? He said, well, not really. I just asked him for help. And he said, you know what? He said, um, my, uh, you know, my friends, my family, they've been a tremendous help. I, you know, I was on the floor. It was absolutely awful. And of course, they've been a great help to me. He said, God helped me in a way that nobody else could. Because he knows Jesus in his life, he had a help at that moment that he couldn't have got, he felt, from anywhere else. The story goes on. And many of us who are Christians can speak of this, whether we're in deep crisis or not. Because Jesus brings us into the place we're meant to be. We can kind of come home for Christmas, home to God. God made us to be at home with him. Remember the story of the prodigal son, Jesus told, about the boy who, who ran away uh, and, and then he comes home. And it's this tremendous story of what it means to come home to God. The story can go on. People like Mary, it happens just like it did at Christmas. People like Mary and Joseph saying yes to God. People like the shepherds going to find out whether it really is true and finding that it is. People like the wise men following the evidence, going on the journey, finding the one to worship. Isn't that what we most need, if we're honest, as human beings? We worship so much stuff, don't we? We're not made to worship stuff. We're not made to worship celebrity. We're not made to worship a happy family or an easy life. We're made to worship the God who made us. And who sent his son to enable us to know him. People like the wise men who after their search find him and worship. And people like an old couple that appear in Luke's gospel. Simeon and Anna. We talked about Simeon on Sunday night. Who saw that that salvation that God had promised. They were living in faith. They were living in hope for the whole of their lives. Until they see him. And maybe there are some of us here too. We've been living in that hope, that faith, that we'll see him. And we will one day. Let's not forget that this Christmas. We will see the Lord's salvation with our own human eyes one day. There's one thing in common to all of those people. Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, Simeon and Anna, they all found joy. The Lord has come into their lives and he brings great joy with it. He doesn't bring an easy time but he brings himself. It's good news of great joy for everyone. 
And we can all be part of it if we want to be. Anyone out there who's not included in the category everyone? It's good news for everyone. So how could you get back on that journey? How can we continue on that journey? What's the way home? Alpha uh, is a course that's been used by many churches all over the world that helps us on that journey back to God. So have a look at this advert. We're going to be doing Alpha here in Portswood in the uh, end of January. Louise is leading it. So uh, if you want to sign up right away, talk to Louise afterwards and give her your email or address or number and we can tell you more about it. But Watch the advert and uh, see what you think.